Disobedient, my little deviant. Together we will find the right ingredient. We will stir the goop that is the horror soup. And the last thing you will find is a spaghetti hoop. There's eyes and flies and anything that dies. There's a nasty surprise in every Stick and it's a blessing stick from me to Kim and me to you. We got a blessing stick and how do you do? And it's a blessing stick. It's a blessing stick. We got a blessing stick. This is the seventh fucking Amityville, guys. We're talking about Amityville Horror, new generation from 1993. But before we get into that, I told you I was going to bring up a little bit of stuff about 1992. It's about time. And I do have one thing. So uh, in that disaster of an episode we recorded, Kim, uh, you said that the clock was gifted to him. Him, but that wasn't what happened. They actually oh, tore down whoa. houses. They tore <gasps> down on. houses, Kim. Hold on. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was getting fact-checked. Holy fuck. I didn't realize this is how we're starting off the episode. Look, he found the clock in one of the old houses, which also, that makes me wonder, do they not know that they tore down, like, an Amityville house to get that clock? Probably not. He's just an architect, so he probably was just taking whatever he saw. Well... You know, it's about time, and it's about time to move on, because this was actually made by the same people from It's About Time, so, you know, it's a, it's another Hellraiser uh, Amityville movie. Well, hold on, we're not done. We got the blessed stick, we got the blessed stick. Oh, we're still going. Clock goes tick, 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 hey, we got the blessed stick. And we're in, Wait. where are we at this time? We're in a studio apartment. Ba-da-bop. Wait, Ba-da-bop. but... This Ba-da-ba. wait, Kim, Kim. This this movie isn't yeah. about a this movie isn't about a clock though. I know. I just it it rhymed with stick. But it's it's not about a clock though. Well, I what am I gonna write with mirror? I don't know, but it's about a I'm mirror. Not it's M&M, not about okay, dude. It's not about a clock though. It's about a mirror. I'm not slim, shady. Look, dude, we have very distinct differences in these things. Um, You know, this is a very different (laughs) film from the last. We're not talking about clocks anymore. We're getting into the very important It's about a mirror. And that's actually bullshit because we'll get into it. What do you mean? Well, it's kind of bullshit because, like, the mirror was kind of a part of the possession in the last one. So I was hoping that they would have mixed it up a little bit. I'm like, if you're going to do another inanimate object, like, hopefully it's something different. What do you mean it was a mirror last time? It was about a clock last time. It was about a clock, but the mirror was a big part of the possession. Remember the girl was getting, like, felt up and shit in the mirror? I th- I don't I don't think it was that. I think the clock... Was I know, but all I'm that. saying is the mirror was a focal point at some point. You can't then have a mirror in the next one. I don't think it was a focal point, though. I think it was just kind of like, it just kind of happened. They were like, all right, you know, that's cool. It's fine. Caleb! Wait, 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 wait. So I was actually wrong. I'm looking up some stuff right now, and I'm looking around at this. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this isn't uh, Hellraiser to um, Amityville. This was actually written by the same people, but it was not directed by the dude that uh, directed Hellraiser. Oh. This has a different... Yeah, this one has a different director. Um, it still has uh, Christopher DeFaria and then Antonio Toro doing the writing, but... Yeah, I know. It's basically the same thing. For a second, I was like, oh, is this, is this the guy? Is he the one Ronald directing DeFeo this? Ronald DeFeo was a writer. <laughs> he was the writer of the movies. That'd be so, I'd be so pissed if they just let him do that. I'm like, dude, you guys need to like do something about this. Don't let him right. do that. No, that's actually really fucked up, you guys. <laughs> yeah, like that's like a point of like, I don't know. You guys shouldn't be doing that. I'm just, that's Mm-mm. all I'm saying. Mm-mm. He should not be a correspondent. Yeah, so the last one, it's about time. Tony Randall directed that, but this one, John Murlowski directed it. I thought it was the same mm. guy, but I think I just assumed because it was uh, all that. Because uh, no, you're sexist. What? <laughs> what does that even yeah, have to do with I this? I said it. You're sexist against directors. Okay. That's all it is. That's all it is, guys. That's all this is. Quintessential fucking Caleb over here getting his directors mixed up. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know what this guy's done, so I'm just looking at his stuff right now. It looks like he did something called Cop Dog. Cop? Is that the movie you just watched? <laughs> no, I watched Hot Dog, but this is Cop Dog. <laughs> this is, uh, and it looks, it's just Cop what it dog. sounds like. I'm looking at it, and there's a kid with his arm around a dog, and the dog has um, a lieutenant's badge in his mouth. Like, he's like, hold on. <laughs> it's Cop Dog. You're joking. No, I'm not fucking kidding. I'm Was 100% this like a Disney serious. Movie? It looks like it could be. Uh, it looks like at some point... Wait, okay, it's a heartfelt tale about a boy and his dog who set out to solve the death of the young boy's father. Oh, but it's some... It, that's the, sad. Wait, there's like... The dog looks translucent right here, so I think the dog <laughs> dies at some point, too. Because I don't know. Why is it a ghost dog? It's a ghost cop dog? I don't know, but I think that we should do a poll with the listeners to see if anyone's seen cop dog. Like, organically. Like, we're not saying you heard it on this episode and you wouldn't watch it and you said yeah, you yeah. saw it. Like... Did you guys grow up watching Cop Dog? <laughs> Did anyone grow up as, with, like, Cop Dog as their, like, household movie that they watched every Christmas? They were like, oh, guys, it's Christmas morning. Let's put on Cop Dog. I hope you get that one person like, my family and I have fond memories of putting in Cop Dog and hanging out by the fireplace. <laughs> every other Tuesday, we would play Monopoly and watch Cop Dog and drink apple juice. It was our, it was the best family activity. Anywho, well, now we know Cop Dog. Kind of want to watch it. Not gonna lie. So I guess that's why this one felt different because it did feel like a little similar to the last one. But like I said, like we were talking right before this, we were like, okay, this one was definitely like good and probably better than most of the other Amityvilles, but it wasn't as good as It's About Time. And I, when I was watching yeah. it, I fully for a while thought that um, it was just the same people. Like I thought it was same writers and director, but I was wrong. Yeah, I mean, they had a similar, like, um, feel because they both are early 90s, and there was, like, similar humor, so I thought the same as, as well, but there was, I mean, it, it, it's about time just had it from the name, the title, I mean, the title alone. This title sucks, I will say that. This title was weak, a new generation, I'm like, ugh. I get why they did it, but it's stupid. That's kind of how I feel about, like, that's a Texas Chainsaw title pretty much, too, except it's mm. the next generation. That's the Matthew McConaughey yeah. one. Yeah. Did, did you like that one or no? I can't remember. Uh, no. I don't like really any of the Texas Chainsaws beyond two. The That's the one with Jessica Biel, right? No. No. that The, the McConaughey one is way before that. The Jessica Biel one is, like, isn't that the 2003? 2007? Three? 
I'm getting them all mixed up. There's way too many. I think Jessica Biel is... It's 2003. I think it's both of those, though, because the 2006 one is a prequel to the 2003 one, because they came out with the 2003. They were like, all right, this is a... I think, if I remember right, that one's a remake of the original, but then 2006, the one that came out after, is a prequel to that. And then the original one, it's like it goes (laughs) one, two, and then technically the third and the fourth, which is... um, uh, number three is I think just called Leatherface and then the fourth one is the next generation those are technically canon and then it goes into the remake which is the remake and then the prequel and then after that you get the other one which is a which is a direct sequel to the original and then you get Leatherface right after that which is a direct prequel to the original I literally can't even keep up with the <laughs> texture. Like, I don't even know which ones I've fucking seen. I know I've seen the original. I know I saw one with Trey Songs. I've seen the yep. Matthew McConaughey one. I've seen the Jessica Biel one. Anything in between that is, like, up in the air. Like, I don't know what the fuck I've seen. Yeah. They all run together. <laughs> it's really weird. For me, there's, like, little parts that make each of them, like, kind of distinctive for me. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is this one versus, like, being that one. But, like, beside yeah. that, I'm like... The, a lot of parts and like scenes in them like they kind of confuse me especially the newer ones like uh the fucking like the 2013 one i get that one confused that's with the, the one that's the one with trey songs the 2006 that... all the time yeah that's the trey yeah. songs with that one chick with the really blue like eyes I, I always forget her name yeah and i i know i was i think i saw that in theaters with my friends i was like i don't know why the fuck i'm seeing this Kim, I did too, actually. Um, I saw that in theaters <laughs> with my buddy uh, Dylan. I had like some like free movie tickets, and we were like, oh, dude, that new Texas Chainsaw is out. And he was like my only buddy in high school that also liked uh, horror movies yeah. like, as much as I did. So I was like, all right, cool, let's go see this. And we watched it, and we walked out of the theater so angry. We were like, wow. It's not good. This is the worst piece of shit I've seen in a long time. It was really not good. <laughs> I kind of like... It's weird, though. I have a little bit of love for, like, every Texas Chainsaw movie. And here's the thing, too. I never really hate Leatherface in any of them. Like, Yeah, Leatherface is fine. You're doing good. But then there's other parts it's of the, the movie that, it, that just, yeah. It it's just the, it's the, it's the vacationers. That's all it is. Yeah. Leatherface is fine. The family's usually fine. Like, they may be a little much, but it's fine. Yeah, see, that's where I think I get confused with the the 2003 and the 2006 one. That's where it throws me because, like you said, the one in 2006 is the prequel to that one. It doesn't. It's counterintuitive. Um, Matt Bomer is in that. Yeah, I mean the the Texas Chainsaw is easily one of the most confusing like timeline wise. It is. <laughs> All right, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Last note on this: Next Generation has to have the best cover. Matthew Cotty's face. <laughs> Renee, Renee Zellweger's like. <laughs> It's one of the most interesting covers, for sure. I mean, I will give you that. It's so 90s. It's so 90s. I love it. Actually, okay, this is my copy of it right here. Oh, see, that one's cool. This one, if you Google it, the one with, like, their face I know which and, one like, you're talking about. background. Yeah. It almost looks like it should be, like, cover of, like, Alien. I actually <laughs> just got a new steelbook of the original Texas Chainsaw the other day. That's cool. The original's so good. It's, uh, uh, we, we I mean, we just covered it for Scream, so I'm not going to say anything. Let's move on. Um, Anyways. <laughs> so, anyway. You know that this was actually inspired by the book Amityville, The Evil Escapes? 
Can we get off? I can't with Evil Escapes. That that one could fuck off. How weird is that, though, that they made a whole movie called Evil Escapes that's like they barely based off the book? Because do you remember the story of that? They were like, oh, here's this book, but I don't like the story, so we're just going to use the title. And then right. they made it nothing about the book, but then another one of the movies is based off of the book without the title. <laughs> Makes no sense. And I'm like, now I'm like, what the fuck was this book about? A mirror? Really? Seriously? I guess, because what was the evil escape? That was the lamp, right? That was a lamp. Yeah, it was a really bad one. So they said, so basically now if this, if it is true that this one's about the book, well, I mean, I know that it is, but if it actually takes from the book, then it's safe to assume that the book is probably about a mirror. So that means that they just read it and they were like, all right, fuck it, make it a lamp. (laughs) And make it like just so far distant from everything else. God, that one and five were so bad. Those ones are painful. Like, who do you think was making that executive decision? Like, Steve Carell's character in Anchorman? Rick? <laughs> yeah, like, that is so ridiculous. He's just sitting there, he's like, I love lamp. And they're like, what do lamp. you mean? You can't I make the lamp. movie about a lamp. It's already about a mirror. And he's like, I I love lamp. Oh, Steve Carell in Anchorman. <laughs> great, great role. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be Rick. has to be. This is um, just so fucking ridiculous, dude. But... I mean, guys, guys, if you didn't catch it, um, this is another Amityville that is about an object. This time it's about a mirror. Which is the one that skipped? It was only Curse, right? Isn't that the only one since... Um, when did we start Objects? Was it The Evil Escapes or was it 3D? What was 3D about? It was about? Evil Escapes because 3D was... Remember 3D? 3D literally nothing happened. It was about 3D nothing, was like huh? Lori Laughlin. Remember she just died after a seance? Yes, yes, yes. It and was that was the just ninjas. the one. It just, it had like the weird creature and the ninja and all that. That's mm-hmm. the one that that chick was... a uh, The chick that had to have been like a producer on the movie or something. That was, yeah. She was really angry at me. And you, actually. Yeah. She's angry at both of us for the oh, coverage of that her. episode. Oh, her. Oh, well, sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize you were referring to the scholar. The Amityville Scholar is what you're... Oh, yeah. The essay that was written? Dissertation. I would say it's a thesis. It was a tech talk. Beautiful. And we tuned in. I mean, yeah, she's a scholar. Let's give her credit because she she knows the ins and outs of Amityville. You know, I don't remember your name, but if you somehow are still listening to this and... um, you know, you're still critiquing um, our coverage of the Amityville series. I just want to let you know that there um, are definitely ninjas in Amityville 3, and it's mm-hmm. definitely about ghost flies. And uh, mm-hmm. if you if you see Candace on the street, just say hi for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say hi to Candace and say hi to these. <laughs> these will be out there. And you ruined it, These, is, these are da- big. It, you know what? It was organic, <laughs> but... Um, now here here it goes. Uh, so let's let's talk about Amityville, a new generation. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, if you guys didn't catch it, it's about a mirror. <laughs> it's about a mirror. Spoiler alert. It's about a mirror. Okay, so okay, but real quick. Uh, Evil escapes at a lamp. Five was um no, five was curse. So five was curse. Five was about nothing. It was about a cat, I guess, kind of in the end for two minutes. Um six was it's about time, so clock. Wait. Hasn't there been more objects beside that? I thought there was more objects. Is it really only three? Mm-mm. It's really only three. Wow. Mm-hmm. No, hold on. Five was about a possession, a confessional booth. Remember, so technically it is. An oh object. my god! Yes, yes. See, I knew I was forgetting something. I remembered like it's the very cat in that one because it makes no sense. If I remember, curse was the only one that I genuinely did not like. 
Curse was really fucking bad. Curse was yeah. worse than the lamp one. The lamp one actually a comical part. Like Curse was so bad. I stopped that one at least ten times. <laughs> yeah, Curse was like one of the worst movies I've ever seen for sure, and very slow. I'll, I'll let you yeah. know. I kind of remember Curse. They were like ripping off Beetlejuice a little bit. They're sitting in that room mm-hmm. with the fireplace and yada yada. Yeah, that yeah. just sucks. Um, so confessional booths. So the last four have really been about objects. The last four. So it's really just becoming a theme in the Amityville series at this point. And you know what's weird, too? In the last couple movies, they've abandoned flies, but they're really going heavy right. on the um, on the object thing. Object and, like, random animals, too. Like, there's been cats and yeah. dogs, like, that have come. Yeah, but the flies have gone away, and now there's titties being reintroduced. So, like, I feel like we're seeing yeah. this trend in Amityville where, like, there's certain trends that happen for a couple episodes for a couple movies, and then they taper off, and then another trend spikes up. So like, where you get flies, you may lack in titties. Where you have titties, you may lack in flies. Yeah, I would agree completely. Um, the last two movies have had titties and no mm-hmm. flies, so it's kind of just. Mm-hmm. Which one would you prefer, Caleb? Do you want do you want titties or do you want flies? Uh, I actually, you know what? This is so weird because I've told you before. Like, I love seeing boobs in horror movies. Also, I want the flies. Yeah, that, that's what we come to Amityville for. Let's be real. I mean, it's not a real Amityville without flies. You know, it's really weird too because I would actually say that this Amityville was a little more Amityville than some of the last few. But oh, also, it, it didn't have flies and it didn't have a priest. Right? Was there anyone that even took the role of a priest in this? I would say no, not yeah, in this no. one. Um, That's crazy. This, yeah, this, I agree, though, that this one, the last one, got back a little bit more to the Amityville roots. It did, but in the weirdest way. In the weirdest way. I feel like they at least tried to tie it in in the last two. The ones before that, I feel like they didn't give a fuck. They're like, whatever happened in the original Amityville um, story and plot line, we're just going to completely fucking abandon. Like, we don't care about it. No, I agree. I actually think this might have been one of the most Amityville Amityvilles that we've seen in a while. But I guess, okay, we're going to keep being kind of obscure about this until we just get into it. So I think we should get into it because there is a lot that I have to say. There's kind of like, this movie does have some twists. It's kind of Shyamalan in a way, you know? It does have some twists. (laughs) It's kind of weird, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest, a twist that kind of threw me. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it either. I'm not going to say it was the best twist in the world, but like... It no. did throw me off. I did not know it was coming for sure. It did make, I literally audibly went, oh. Dude, same. I was like, wait. <laughs> I'm not oh, kidding. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I see what we're doing here. <laughs> so they're trying. They're trying. All right, let's start with the opening. Opening scene. It's kind of weird. It starts out with a rat, and then um, it's kind of confusing because a homeless guy smashes a car window, and I thought he was stealing, like, a musket out of the car, but then all of a sudden he pulls out an umbrella, and I was like, wait, why is this guy stealing an umbrella? Yeah, and the setting's weird because you can tell, like, we're in a studio apartment, a big-ass, like, like... It's a quintessential, like, 90s artsy studio apartment. It's fucking huge. So you assume you're, like, in New York or some shit, but they're not surrounded by a bunch of other big buildings. Like, it's almost like they're in an abandoned warehouse. So I'm like, where the fuck? I have no idea where this took place. Maybe I missed it, but, like, I couldn't place it. I was trying to figure out, like, where they were geographically, and I was like, I'm going to assume the outskirts of New York, but I also don't know. Literally could be anywhere. 
Yeah, I didn't even bother trying to figure out where they were. I was just really confused why it started out with this homeless guy in general and why he was stealing an umbrella. Mm -hmm. And at first, I was still questioning whether or not he did steal an umbrella. I was like, there's no way that's actually what he was doing. But then a chick, like, walks out and confirms it. She's just like, um, yeah, so that dude just broke the window of the car out there and stole an umbrella. And she sounded just as confused as I was. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's what happened. Yeah, it was main guy Keys, his girlfriend. What's her name? Um, it's like it's like Lana Jenny? or like Lena Lana. or something like that. Yeah, you're right. Um I don't you're remember right. exactly. It's like Lalina L- or L- you're L- right. L- the, Let's call her Lalina. I like that. It's Lane. Lane. Okay. I think it's just Lane. It's like yeah, yeah. It's just Lane. So we're introduced to the main character, a guy named Keys, who's kind of cute, hipster guy. He looks like Brendan Fraser, like 90s Brendan Fraser, when he was like yoked and like George of the Jungle, Mummy. He does. He kind of looks does. like him. He was giving me Brendan Fraser vibes. And he is portrayed by um, Ross Partridge, uh, which kind of sounds like um, like porridge to me, kind of like what those bears ate. But um, he was actually um, fucking, what was his name? Uh, Lonnie, Lonnie Byers in Stranger Things, which is the ex-husband of... What was her name in uh in uh, Stranger Winona? Things? Wanda Sykes? Oh. Or I, I just said Wanda Sykes again, dude. Literally, Wanda Sykes. Man, as soon as you said, I was like, wait, why was Wanda Sykes? That would be true Stranger Things if Wanda Sykes made an appearance. You know, it's so ridiculous too. I just talked to you and like said Winona Ryder what like five minutes ago, and then right now yes. I just mix it up and said Wanda Sykes for no good reason. I would love if Stranger Things was going, the Demogorgons all have, and then all of a sudden Wanda Sykes is like, what the hell? I would love that too, but I just don't want no writer replaced with Wanda Sykes. But if you want to add True. Wanda Sykes they, into yeah, the equation, I will take added. that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so she he plays Winona Ryder's ex-husband yeah, in Stranger yeah. Things. And he's not around in Stranger Things too much, so I'm sure people don't remember him like too well. But he is in like a few episodes when Will goes missing. I like I remember the dad being there, but I just couldn't place his face. And even looking at the photo, I'm like, I can't place it. It's been a while since I've I haven't really rewatched Stranger Things a lot. Um, the last time I truly rewatched it was honestly probably a couple of years ago. Like the last time I watched it was when the last uh, season aired last year, and then I haven't picked back up. Yeah, you know what? I've only ever rewatched the first season. I've never rewatched the rest. I've only seen every other season once. I've only yeah I've only rewatched the first and the second season. The third one I third one was good, but I just didn't go back and rewatch it last year. But yeah. maybe I will soon. Hmm. Um, well, let's talk about this fucking incel because just like last movie, we have another guy who's just a raging <laughs> fucking lunatic. I wrote I can't, some quotes here, dude. Cannot I? You should read those right now. But like, I mean, pretty much get a clue. That's no, such a no, sorry, Keys. Sorry, Keys. It is. It's such a '90s quote. So Keys tells this guy to get a clue. But the the quote that Ray says, we actually hold on. We need to backtrack to explain who Ray is because we didn't we didn't explain that. So Ray is this incel who is Keys, the main guy's like neighbor's boyfriend. And so Keys Ray lives is in played this... by Robert Russler, who is actually one of the main characters in Nightmare on Elm Street Two. Like this, oddly enough, this movie is filled with like kind of not like not like the biggest celebrities, but pretty decent names and some of them pretty big celebrities. Yeah. So Keys' neighbor, her name's Suki. Suki! Suki. And she's dating this uh, this asshole named Ray, who we get introduced to. He's like screaming in the hallways. Dude, he's like, he's like, what? What? I can't help it that women fucking love me. 
Ew, and he's a Jew. He has like a fucking little, uh, not a flask, like a little pint of like fucking vodka. He was drinking out yeah. of the bottle. And no he's like trying to get into Suki's apartment and she's like not having it. So Keys comes out and is like, bro, you need to leave. Get a clue. Just such a 90s quote. And then, and then Ray says, he yells at Suki and he says, you won't be beautiful forever. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Like, you're such a dick. I mean, I would argue that she is going to be beautiful forever. She is fucking gorgeous, man. She's hitting. Yeah, and she's Asian. And as a part Asian woman, I can I can say that uh, they we last can a while. Age well, yeah, we do. My grandma's about to turn ninety fucking four. So proof, yeah. proof is in the pudding. Hey, man, I've seen your I've seen your grandma. She's she's looking great, man. Well, yeah, she's out there in your quarters, man. Hey, man, you know if she ever needs a date to prom. She probably does. I'll let her know. I'll let her All know. All right. All right. Love to see those prom photos. <laughs> so Ray's a douchebag. That was really the only quote I wrote down from Ray. You won't be beautiful forever. Oh, that was really it? You, that was your plethora <laughs> of quotes? Sorry. I had another really all caps note written under it, but I'm waiting because it's not, it's not um, affiliated with Ray. So what are your thoughts on Ray? What are your additional thoughts on Ray? I just think he's a fucking... There's really nothing to say about him in the beginning. I have more to say about him in a little bit because he's going to do some more stuff. But, like, right now, he just kind of runs around. He's like, you fucking bitch. And then she's like, get out of the house. And then he leaves. And then they start talking about Suki. They're like, oh, look at her. She's always dating guys for, like, a week or two. And then she moves on. And they're just kind of shitting on her a little bit. That's really all that happens here. I don't have a lot of thoughts about him yet. Okay. So then I just... I'm going to... I want to really discuss the next, like, 30 seconds that happened. Okay. And I want you to listen. Okay. This is really important. Okay. So the beginning of this episode, you said you had some things to say about Amityville. It's about time, 1992. And, you know, just fact-checking me. Right? Well, you know, right after this incident happens, that morning, Keys and Sookie head to a coffee shop, right? Sound familiar? As they are walking in, right, they see two of their friends, Rick and his girlfriend. And Caleb, what are they wearing? Do you remember? What are they wearing? No. They're wearing colorful 90s fucking windbreakers. Oh and remember God. in the last episode when I said, oh, Kevin McAllister's aunt has That's a windbreaker? That's not a staple, dude. They're not yes, doing like a shout. Is. No, it's it a 90s- isn't. They're not doing a shout out. It's just a 90s thing. People always wore windbreakers. Yeah, and that's what I th- said. That's no, what the fuck? I literally I literally edited that episode and I listened back to that. That was my argument that it is just something you wear. You were saying that it's like anytime you're wearing a windbreaker like that, it's a shout out to like the fucking whatever. Fuck you. It's not a shout it's, out. No, it's I someone was just saying wearing it's a, a 90s thing. It's a 90s thing. If someone's oh, in a windbreaker, it's the. the 90s. Oh, hell no. So I just had to call that out because I wrote, they walked, they panned across the screen and I wrote, fucking windbreakers. Two back-to-back movies with windbreakers and they're both in the 90s, just saying. I would put my, you know what? Actually, I'm going to go as far to say that if you were to watch any movie in the 90s, I would say if you were to watch 10 movies in the 90s in a row, at least 60% of them would have a windbreaker in at least, at least six of them. Yeah, because that was the style, not because it's a shout-out. So now you guys are hearing this shit on record. On record. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not doubting anything. What are you talking about? Anyways, I just had to point that out. You're arguing my side. No, no, I'm not. You guys go back and listen to the fucking episode. 
Fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. You're a dick. You, you know what, dude? You clearly have something against the night. No, you have something against the 90s and windbreakers. And I get it because you were born in 2005 and you don't have that, you know, affiliation. It's all right. It's okay. You just said I was okay. born in 2005. <laughs> Sorry, 2006. My Look, bad, man, bro. The, just the, <laughs> you don't even like ski movies, so I don't know how I can even sit here and talk to you oh, because you're I being ridiculous. Oh, I never said I liked them. I said I've only seen one. Yeah, so we do head to that restaurant with Keys and then Sookie and then Dick. He's actually, speaking of ski movies, he is David Naughton. He is also David Kessler from American Werewolf. But more importantly, Ooh. he is Dan from Hot Dog. Hot dog the movie. Not really good dog. Really Hot good dog. ski movie. Really good ski movie, man. Counterintuitive that's a movie about skiing in the snow and it's called Hot Dog. It's not what I would expect it to be about, not gonna lie. If you French Just saying when you French fry when you're supposed to pizza, you're gonna have a bad time. If you pizza when you're supposed Anyways. to French fry, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? Oh fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Okay, so they're at this cafe. They're all making out. No, we're and... not going to talk about that. They talk about oh. stuff that does not matter right there. None of that matters. He just it doesn't. But, it really doesn't but, matter. Yeah, it does not matter. But Keys announces that he has to leave after he takes a picture of uh, a homeless guy that stole the umbrella earlier. And he walks up to him. He's like, hey, man, I'm probably going to make some serious change off of this picture I took of you. So here's a few dollars. And then in return, the guy's like... All right, here's a mirror that's like I would say bigger than Key's body and he somehow pulls it out of his pocket. <laughs> and and it's so pristine. There's not a scratch or a speck no. on it. And Looks great. I'm like, dude, you're homeless and you're on the street. You're telling me this mirror is in pristine condition? But Kim, where did he get it? I swear to God, he pulled it out of his pocket. Doesn't matter. Probably came out of his pocket. Doesn't matter. We'll never know. It matters. It matters. I don't know. I didn't put too much thought into it to be honest. I was a little freaked out and shook. I just let it happen. I was definitely shook because when he pulls it out, he's like, gotcha. And like, if anyone pulled out yeah. something and then said gotcha, gotcha to me, I'd be like, yeah, no, I don't want that. And he goes, I want you to have this. It's been in my family for generations. And I'm like, is this, is this what he means by the new generation? That's oh, how they threw that in there. Yeah, that's so how that, they threw it in there. I was like, wow. this is so lame. So that's why it's called a new gen. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, um, new generation. Yeah, it was really dumb. Anyway, so they did get rid of flies and they got rid of priests, but the red eyes are back. Yeah. Oh, in the mirror. They are. Yeah, the they're very subtle. That... They're very subtle, but they're in there. It's like a little demon-like statue at the top of the mirror that has red eyes in it. It's like, all right. And they like light up occasionally. Like occasionally. twice in the movie. <laughs> like literally twice. I would say when you first see it and then the very end of the movie the right before end. the credits. And that's it. That is literally it. No other time. But, you know. <laughs> So um, everyone meets back up at the house, which, again, is not an actual Amityville house. Um, Studio, 90s, artsy apartment. Do you think, like, when do you think it's going to go back to being houses beside, like, the 2005? It's, it it's just after the 2005, right? Do you think it's just all going to be, like, houses again for the most part? Or do you think it's... For the most part. Do you think I, it's going to fall gonna be off? houses for the most part, and then it's going to be, like different institutions like the asylum and all that shit prison like mm. but it's gonna go back to like a building after the after 05 i'm sad that it isn't until 2021 because there is an amityville vampire that we have to do with james that'll be a next year project i guess <laughs> we'll probably be at 21 at that point we're at seven now well oh you mean 21 end of july well no so that's we'll probably not num- be at like no i mean like the year 2021 oh <laughs> 
Yeah, so that one's like... You could go either the, way because there's 30 of these. <laughs> that one's toward the end of the list. So, yeah, it's going to be like a couple oh. years till we get to that one, I'm sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And let, unless you want to go fast. We can go faster and get through these faster. It's all up to you, Kim. I'm on it. Yeah? Don't even... Don't do this in front of the listeners. I'm just saying. Don't do this. Anywho. Um, yeah, they're at the house. Um... I don't know why I put this, but I put the main guy's 90s hipster grunge. Kind of like it. The main? Keys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I would say he, like, he reminds me of... I feel like he should have been the de- the detective of the movie. What? The detective? Yeah, he gave me detective vibes, especially when he Who answers his phone late guy? at night. I, uh, swap roles. Who? The blonde guy, the, the detective, the guy who was the detective. He would have been the main guy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is that bad? It just did a completely different take. I don't um, think I don't think it's bad. I think he should have been the main guy cuz I mean like to be fair that is the guy from the stepfather. That's the stepfather himself. Okay, to be fair, but he didn't give me a lot of momentum as a detective, let alone as a main character. I don't he know. Gave, I thought Keys was a fine main character. Exactly. He did nothing as a detective, really. I actually have a lot to say about him. Well, actually, actually, it wouldn't even make sense. He couldn't even work as the main guy because after the plot twist we find out, we know it just wouldn't have worked. I beg to differ. I think he looks more like uh, hey. Mr. Franklin Boner hey. than the other guy, than Keys. Yeah. But he's old, so doesn't even add up. <laughs> Sometimes math is. Anywho, you know, fuck need you, to, Kim. You know, fuck you. We're confusing you. people. <laughs> Whatever, man. You know what? So everyone meets up back at the house, which again, like I said, it's not an Anvil house, and they all start discussing their fears. They're discussing their fears, Kim. And Sookie mm. said that she had demons that would wake up at uh, night and uh, dance for her. And, dance. and she just she just says that and leaves that statement there and never. That was my it exact note as well. She just like, you know what? I used to be afraid of demons. I had these demons in my room when I was growing up, and they would just like come out at night above my bed and dance. How do you say some weird shit like that and not explain it and just leave it there and turn around? Right, and, and I'm leave? like, hold up, are you sure those were demons? Because demons don't dance and just like hang out. Dude, that's what I'm like, saying. I'm like, you have some pretty cool demons if they're just dancing for you. Or her parents were, like, tripping on a lot of fucking Molly or some shit. <laughs> like, to me, that's probably what happened. She probably had some, like, hippie-ass parents They were just, like, tripping out on acid or something. Right. You guys, just FYI for any of you listeners, if you think you have some supernatural shit going on and they're dancing, those aren't demons. Those are humans. Yeah, demons are a lot angrier. They're definitely not dancing mm-hmm. and giving you a show like yeah. Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, yeah, ribbon twirling. They have glitter. They're like, we're the fucking demons. They're Millie rocking. They're like, hey. They're like, I don't believe that for a fucking. They're dabbing. <laughs> the demons are dabbing. <laughs> I hate this so much. So not soon after all this useless dancing and conversation and bullshit, no. we get sex, titties, sex, titties. all that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a 90s sex scene. That's Caleb, you're just I mean, we're on the same page with the notes, man. I wrote I wrote in all caps. Can you see this? I wrote in all caps. Titty slash nineties love scene. Because yeah, so it's nighttime and you get the slow jazz like da da and then like 
slowly taking off their clothes, slowly caressing the back, slowly kissing the navel, and you get a slight titty. You don't get the full-on tits, but you get them from the side. No, I think you see it from the front for a second. I saw a lot of nipples. It's very brief. It's just very brief. Okay, that's true. That's fair. But, um... But yeah, it's a quintessential 90s lovemaking scene. And that's what I can appreciate, too. This one really stuck to its roots. I felt like I was in the 90s when I was watching this, as you should. You got the 90s slow love scene. You got the windbreakers. You know, some of the ones in the 80s, like, you didn't know what the fuck you were watching. You're like, am I watching something from the 70s? Yeah, or what's going on? So I can appreciate that they stuck to their realm here. I didn't think you would have that much to say about the sex scene, but I'm glad. Mm -hmm. So, you know. They uh fuck really good, and then for whatever reason, the angry incel ex boyfriend shows back up at the house. But like, like he doesn't just show back up in the movie; he shows up at Sookie's house. Sookie's house. And you know what's crazy? They've only been dating for six days. Six days, like less than a week. He shows up with his little pint of vodka, and he's like falling over, drinking it. Like, oh, bro, yeah. this dude's drunk, drunk as, as fuck. fuck. For no reason. If you're drinking straight vodka out of a little pint with no chaser, you're a different breed of people. That's all I'm going to say. I I agree. Like, you're on some shit for sure. Yeah, you're on some shit. And you've seen some shit. You've seen some shit. He has in his pocket. So, yeah, he goes into Sookie's house, and he's like, Sookie, Sookie. And you know what my note was here? And I wasn't, I was wrong, but I wasn't at the same time. You'll know what I mean. But this was all I wrote. Sookie dead. <laughs> and I just said that out loud. <laughs> I mean, I guess you were kind. You're kind of right, but I she know, didn't die for a while. Early. Yeah, she died for a while. It just felt like, I mean, he's entering a house and she's not appearing. I was like. It did feel like she was going to die there. Like she was going to get murdered right oh, then and there. we missed a big part. Hold on. We skipped something. So when they were all in the house after the cafe talking about their fears, the guy, Keys, the main guy, was like, oh, I got this mirror from this homeless guy. And Sookie, they're artists. We didn't mention that, too. They're all artists. Sookie was like, oh, that's beautiful. Can I use it for a little bit for a piece? So she took it back to her apartment. So Sookie now has the mirror. Sorry. Yeah, so we're that missing is that. true. So that's, that's why I said Sookie did. Because I was like, so shit is about to go off. She's yeah, not true. answering. That's true. That is a pretty integral part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> I realized we left it out. So Suki has the mirror temporarily. She wants to use it for an art piece or some shit. Anyways, Ray's at her apartment. He's drunk as fuck asking for Suki, and that's where we are now. Yeah, he's getting, like, pissed off at the mirror. He's getting pissed off at her art. And then he utters the line, You paint-slapping bitch. (laughs) I didn't write that one down. I'm so mad that I did it. That might have been one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I was like, what are you even talking about? Like, what does that mean? Like, that like, literally just yell, means, like, that, mean? that literally just means, like, you artist bitch. But he was like, you paint slapping paint bitch. bitch. Like, yes, sir, you're correct. It's not even that was an insult. pretty fucking funny. It's not even an insult. It's just a fact. <laughs> yes, you're spot on. I do slap some paint around. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because it's funny. Because, like, it's not even, like, he didn't even, like, insult her with that. Like, he didn't say anything degrading. He was just like, you did that. <laughs> like. <laughs> and then, so he's still, Suki's nowhere to be found. And then he sees this big-ass canvas that she had been painting on. And then out of fucking nowhere, he pulls out, and I don't mean a small shiv or a shank, a full-on butcher knife that he just has strapped on the side of his fucking pants. So let's just backtrack. This guy has a mini fifth of vodka, no chaser, and a fucking machete 
basically strapped to his side and he just whips it out casually and just starts stabbing the fuck out of this canvas yeah he's destroyed like he's killing the canvas for no reason just murdering the going in on her fucking canvas page slapping bitch (laughs) he's stabbing the fuck out of it i mean yeah the guy fucking hates art what can i say yeah, he's pissed. He's really pissed off. I don't know what, yeah, he's he's very mad. Um, it's so weird, too, because, like, when he starts stabbing the paintings, it's like it pissed off the mirror because the mirror starts, like, <laughs> glowing all red. And then, like, he looks in the mirror and it starts, like, simulating face rip. I guess that's the only way I could, like, <laughs> explain that. And then, like, he gets all, like, confused and scared because, like, nothing's happened to him. He's feeling his face and he feels no pain, obviously. But then he's just like, uh, uh, uh. And he runs over to a mirror and he doesn't even, or not a mirror, a window. And he doesn't even, like, jump through it. He just, like, pounds himself against pounds it. So glass it just shatters. stabs him in the face and it shatters. And he falls on the ground, just start twitching and dies. <laughs> Okay, so we had to backtrack because that was so... (laughs) That was a lot, but that's what happened. You're right. Ray is stabbing this canvas. The mirror gets mad. It starts turning red. You see the Amityville house pop up in the the mirror. You do, you do. There's a... Mm -hmm. Wait, and Kim, was that the last movie that happened in two? Or that was a few that happened in, right? Where the Amity house Uh, just starts like kind of glowing in something? Well, in the last one, it didn't glow, but he was sketching it. Remember? He's the uh, architect. He was Was like drawing it. So you see it. Was it Curse or something like that? It was one of them where I think it also started Curse doing didn't that. Curse didn't show it the house. Like... Curse didn't show the house, remember? It was just literally like that guy's face from the house, that monster face. Okay, was it the lamp one then? Because I remember one where they're looking at a house. One. Okay, they're looking at the house, right? And it's clearly not the Amityville house, but when a chick looks at it, she's like, oh my God. And it like kind of like flashes and turns into the yeah. Amityville house. Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's all I needed to know. Um... So, yeah, the, you see the house in the mirror, and then, just like Caleb said, he sees himself in the mirror, and then his face in the mirror just starts ripping apart, like the canvas. At then first, he it's kind of just, ah, like, melting. Ah. At first, it starts yeah. melting a little bit, right? And then it starts, like, pricking at it, and then starts pricking ripping. Yeah, just like he was ripping oh, at the canvas. And then didn't he turn, like, half, like, zombie face for a second, mm-hmm. too? Half zombie face, and then it goes away. Why did he keep going away and turning into something I else? <laughs> The, the mirror could make it. The mirror's like, what do I want to do here? You want to fuck Bob? Do I want to do a zombie? So yeah, then his face actually starts ripping. And like Kip said, he runs to the window across the room, runs to the wall across the room and like runs into it. And there's a window above it that just casually shatters. And then the glass falls and like stabs him in the face and he dies. <laughs> I don't get how that killed him. At first I was like, okay, so he passed out. He's pretty hurt. And then all of a sudden an ambulance pulls up and they're, and they're wheeling him out. And I was like, wait, he died? He's dead. I don't understand that. We're happy that Ray died like that because we don't like Ray. No, yeah, I am very glad he died, but I was just confused on how that kills a person. You're right. And you know what's weird? When they're wheeling him out, they're like, oh, yeah, he, like, jumped out and f- or, like, he fell out the window. And I'm like, no, he didn't. He's still inside. I was yeah, like, the window's he didn't break his broken. Back. He's still in It'd there. Like, <laughs> Well, and the best part is, of course, right after he dies in the detective, then Sookie appears. Yeah, and um, then she's pissed, dude. She's not having mm-hmm. a good time. Um, you know what's so funny, too? After, like, okay, the cops show up, and they're like, hey, Suki, so what happened with this guy, blah, blah, you knew him? Okay, cool. And then they move on. And after everyone leaves, we find out that the cops left every bit of evidence at the house. Like, there's evidence. blood, there's glass still there, there's a knife that he fucking had that's like also has blood on it. And then Suki grabs a piece of broken glass, and it's so weird. Like, she's 
pricking her pricking wrist, her like wrist. just poking it, not cutting it. Like she's like she looks like she's about to like slit her wrist, and you're like, oh shit, like this is uh-huh. getting crazy. And then she just pokes herself and the way she's poking it they dubbed in the poking noise so like when she slightly touches herself with the glass it's making the loudest noise in the world also when the detective's there they don't like give a fuck no like Sookie and the guy are trying to figure out what happened to Ray keys and then the detective literally says oh like worth this down he said whatever it is he'll take it to his grave I'm like, that's that's where you're leaving this? You don't care to investigate? Which we find out, but you're just like, okay, that's what we're doing. I'm really glad you wrote that down because there was a lot of incompetence coming from this detective that I wanted to write down, but I was like, if I keep writing shit about this guy, like, it's just going to be too much, so I moved on. Like, I had some quotes that I wrote down, but I backspaced them because I was like, I'm getting fucking annoyed. This guy's ridiculous. Whatever it is, we'll take it to the grave. All right, let's uh, call it a night, guys. Let's not uh, make any uh, make any uh, notes. Let's not uh, take any evidence. Let's just leave it all here, and we'll figure it out. <laughs> so before we move on from that part, though, I just want to know, like, do you think Suki, like, will poke at herself? Do you think that's what the writers or the director, I don't know whose creative decision that was, but do you think that's what they actually thought being emo was, or do you think they thought that was funny? That's a good question. Like, I don't know if I'm gatekeeping being emo right now, but I feel like that was just, like, no, some was, pussy shit. It, it was. It was. As an as a former emo. And that sounds terrible, but yeah, exactly. Like, as someone who used to, like, cut themselves, you know, in, like, middle school and whatnot, like, I don't know. Like, I, well, actually, I guess in high school, too, to be honest. But, Didn't um, everybody have that face? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, to be fair, like, I have been in weird spots, even, like, the past, like, ooh, like five years-ish where yeah. I had done it a couple times. But, like, I don't know. It, it's just that weird thing where I'm just, like, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, go do, go do it more, you fucking bitch. But I'm just, like, I don't know. Just seeing that representation of a movie of her just being, like, so low down and being, like, uh, uh, and just pricking it was, herself. Yeah, it, it was, was funny. weird because I don't even know what their interpretation of it was. Like, I was, like, is she depressed? Is she, like, deranged? Is, is she, she curious? Possessed? Yeah. Like, I don't, I did not know what was going. Is it art? Like, I was, like, I don't know what she's doing. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to gatekeep, like, being um, emo and depressed, but, like, that was literally the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's, yeah, that's not usually how I've seen it orchestrated, (laughs) but not to say. You know, it's so funny. Every episode, I feel myself (laughs) saying, like, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I'm just, like, thinking about, like, how many times I've said that. (laughs) I would like a super cut of every time I've ever said that. We should go back into account. Yeah, exactly. Should go back into account one day. <laughs> All 100 plus episodes. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. Um, okay, where are we? Okay, so oh, okay. I know where All we right, are. So yeah, I know where we are too. This part's weird because I thought the mirror was like taking hold of Sookie, and I continued to think that for like the next 15 minutes. But like then, then something happens, and it seems like the mirror doesn't control her whatsoever. So was she just being a fucking freak for like 15 minutes for no reason? That's <laughs> Let's just get into it cuz I was okay. I was sort of thinking the same thing as well. Right? Okay, so after Suki's boyfriend for 6 days is murdered and no one cares. She's distraught. Um she's distraught. So Rick, the guy from earl or Dick, what's his Dick. name? Dick. His name's Dick, Dick. yeah. <laughs> Dick, the guy from Yeah, Rick and Dick. The guy from earlier, the friend who's also like their landlord. Um, yeah, I didn't catch that until actually, like, the end of the movie. 
Mm-hmm. I caught it because at the beginning, Keith was like, we want to do a show here at the apartment. He's like, there's no way. We can't oh. have that many people here. I won't approve it. I was like, okay. But he's also like their friend. So their friend, Dick, is also like their landlord. He's the guy from with the windbreaker from earlier. Hell of a skier. Hell of a skier. He shows up to Sookie's to check on her, and then they end up fucking. That's so weird so- because like... The whole time he's like, oh, dude, I've been, like, really scared of you for a long time, and it's because you're so beautiful. And then she's like, all right, well, it's fucked then. And then they start fucking, and then it's weird because the cop shows up while they're having sex, and <laughs> Dick immediately <laughs> He falls his pants up and he goes, oh, shit. No, he goes, oh, shit, and then he just takes off. Like, what was, that was the weirdest thing to me because I'm like, they're both, like, Okay, Sookie, she could possibly be, like, you know, I guess 25 to, like, something. Like, she's not that old. She could even be, like, 23, maybe. Like, yeah, she could be anywhere like from, like, young, 23 young to, like, maybe early 30s at the max. Yeah. And then him, he's probably, like, maybe, like, 30 to 40, right? Like, they're both yeah. adults. So I'm just like, what is he running from? Like, why is he oh, so wait, scared? Yeah. No, he was afraid because he didn't want to be, like, linked to the crime scene at all. So he didn't want the detective to think that, that, like, he had something to do with it. It was, like, a love affair. No, 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 no. The second that guy started knocking, before he even said he was the detective, Dick went fucking berserk. He The second he heard a knock, he hopped up and started grabbing his clothes and started running away. Like, before he even said, like, detective here. I guess I just took it either way that, like, he didn't want to be affiliated with a girl who's possibly linked to the murder of her. Because no one, no, they didn't eliminate Sookie out. Like, they were just basically like, we don't know what happened, so make sure she's, like, not going too crazy. And then he fucked her. So I think he was probably like, oh, fuck. Like, I can't be linked to this at all. And just left. I'm going to be honest. I don't think anyone in this movie was slightly worried about these detectives. I think they all fully knew that he was not good at his job. <laughs> well, yes, he was not good. Okay. I will say that. So he leaves. He jets out. Um, Did we miss the noose part, though? We didn't mention the noose part yet. You know, there was one funny thing that happened, though, when they started fucking. Oh, we also do see uh, Sookie naked when they start having sex. Um, What? Oh yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, you do. Um, but there was one one funny part. Uh, she tells him to look in the mirror and then like close his eyes, and she's like, "What do you see?" And he's like, "Darkness." <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then she has this fucking noose. This is what Caleb was saying. Like, you think she's distraught and possessed, but she's actually not yet. She's just being weird. Yeah. There's let's like break a this down. noose. So like they're fuck they they haven't fucked actually they're just like that is a being big part. touchy and like making out yeah and there's like a noose that she has like hung from her ceiling so you're like but not only that the the noose is attached to like her paintings which are all literal paintings of demons mm-hmm. so you're like so you're like oh clearly she's about to she's possessed and she's about to kill him yeah so she like takes the noose and like tells him to put it around his neck so, like to be sexy or whatever and he's like what the fuck and you're like oh she's about to hang him but then she just pulls it off like he doesn't actually nothing happens so you're like oh okay and then it gets weirder too because i was like well maybe the demon was just trying not to get caught i don't see why a demon would care about that but i don't know maybe that's what's happening but then the next five minutes or so is all about like demons messing with Sookie's radio and then like slicing her demon posters into pieces so I'm like wait a second like if she's a demon why would the demons be fucking with her if she's already right. possessed so I guess 
she's not possessed and then not only that we see a full-on like transparent like green demon apparition just like pop up in the middle of like all of her paintings and then the demons like keep messing with her until they lead her to the mirror and then one of the like millions of nooses that she has lying around because there isn't just one it just like mm-hmm. it leads her to that noose and then it's like all right hang yourself so she wasn't possessed yeah that's so But then weird. she ends up hanging herself. Yeah, because but basically because the demon made her. But, like, it wasn't because she was possessed. It was, like, because the, maybe she got possessed at the very end, but she definitely wasn't possessed before that. Mm-hmm. So now... She was just wait, so, like a freak. So now, uh... Suki dead. Yeah, Suki dead. <laughs> Suki dead. She dead. She dead as fuck. Should we talk about, like, all of the keys, like, Thanksgiving dinner flashbacks? I, w- I have those in my notes, but is it too early? No, he has them. He actually had the first one earlier in the movie. He, I think he has that th- that Thanksgiving flashback at least six times. You're right, because he sleeps. So right after Suki commits suicide, it flashes to Keys and his girlfriend sleeping. It's like three in the morning, and they're like asleep. Yep. And he gets a phone call from the detective, like, we have an update on the case. Or, or I need you to identify a body. That's what he called him for. And he doesn't tell him whose body, obviously, because they don't know. So Keys is like, okay. And then his girlfriend Lane's like, what happened? And he's like, I have to go into the station. The office. The detective wants me to identify a body. And then he has this weird flashback of, like, clearly, like, him as a child back at, like, his house when he's little, going through the house. And, like, his family is, like, getting ready to eat, like, Thanksgiving dinner. And his dad's just, like fucking sharpening the knife at the table and then the mom and siblings are just like staring at him and then that's it and you're like what the fuck yeah i don't get it and they keep doing it over and over again and after a while they kind of explain it but i don't get why it was always thanksgiving i know it doesn't it doesn't i get it but it doesn't really link if you think about what actually happens like it doesn't make a ton of sense well we could just say part of it pretty much that homeless guy from earlier it's going to be revealed soon that he's the father of keys but then who who's this thanksgiving dinner family that isn't his right wait because it doesn't look like yeah it's not his oh wait no 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 never mind no well i guess i know what it is it's supposed to be franklin boner the fucking homeless guy it's supposed to be him killing his family but no no but that's what i'm saying he doesn't because he kills the life at the the psych ward. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't even make sense. And the wife and him don't even look like the husband and wife in the video from the flashback. So this is where you have it wrong. There is a little more to this. So oh, Franklin Bonner was Ronald DeFeo. They just changed his name. Mm-hmm. So Yes, yes. And they changed the story a little bit. So the original thing mm-hmm. was that he killed his entire family on thanksgiving while they were in the thanksgiving room instead of killing them while they're sleeping in the beds and his name isn't ronald okay. defeo it's franklin bonner or bon oh, bonnery or boner whatever the fuck uh-huh. his name is and him killing that wife that wasn't like his family the initial killings that's just some shit that happened later i don't get where he met her and how he got her pregnant and how they started going there and why she still liked him and when if they met before or after i don't know any of that but the Thanksgiving okay. thing, that has to be what that was. Because they basically, when they explained the story, they were like, oh, yeah, this guy, uh, he went crazy in this uh, Amityville house and killed, like, all of his family members. I miss that. That's what happened. They basically said he was Ronald DeFeo. Interesting. 
Interesting. I knew I got that he was Ronald DeFeo because it just made sense, like him killing the wife. But I didn't realize like he murdered a whole family before that wife. Yeah, I don't know why I was asking him the Thanksgiving thing because I guess I guess I kind of knew that, but I also didn't. I was like, "What's up with the thing?" I I don't I still don't know what, why the why it was Thanksgiving. I guess that's what I'm confused I. about. I guess it was just them changing the story. Like it's kind of tied to Amityville. Like they kind of it's almost like they remade it a little bit, you know. But yeah, they remade it, but they also made it a sequel. Like. 20 30 years down the line like mm-hmm. after a son was spawned i don't know it's a weird story i guess yeah. well a new generation okay so let's backtrack so keys goes to identify this body at the morgue and it ends up being the homeless man yeah and the detective is like do you know this guy and he's like no i don't no but i want to let's get him a proper barrel he's like wait do you know this guy and he's like no, but I want to just give him a proper burial. He's like, why would you want to give a stranger a proper burial? He's like, I just want to make sure that he gets buried like everybody else. So the detective's like, okay. And there's some context to that, too, because the detective brought him over. At first, I thought he was being a bumbling idiot again. I was like, why are you bringing him over if yeah. you don't know like the, right. the relevance? But apparently, the homeless guy had a paper with uh, Key's name and address on it. So he was like, okay, like, what do you mean you don't know this guy? Like, What's the link here? So then they bury this guy and Keys is at the cemetery with the detective to look at like the the uh, headstone. And then he like reveals the headstone and it says like beloved father of Keys. And Keys like freaks out. He's like, what the fuck is this shit, man? I never said I was his fucking son. Which, and he's like, wait, Kim, <laughs> can we talk about the change of character there? Keys has been so calm right? the entire movie. And the second that said father, he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he's like, I'm not his fucking son. I never fucking said I need to take that fucking shit off. And the detective's like, whoa, easy, bro. Like, we just, there must have been a mistake. The person probably thought you were the son. Which, this is why the twist was a little bit more clever. We already gave a, gave it away, but it's why it's more clever than I thought they had, like, they were capable of. Yeah. Because, yeah, so he we find out that he actually was his son. They were setting it up. But he's like, oh, they must have had a mix-up. And he's like, what the fuck, man? He's like, we'll take care of it. And you're like, okay, um, that's interesting. Um, and then Keys ends up going to this psych ward. He like ends up going to like this local psych ward right after. And this is where we get introduced to no one other than Lin Shay, aka everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, I would say a queen in horror. I feel. I would say she's a pretty iconic figure in horror. Um, she's she's the nurse the from Insidious. Yeah, Insidious, Nightmare on Elm Street. She's been in a bunch of shit. Something about Mary. The biggest horror movie of all time. It's a classic. It's going to be honest. Um, Who is she again in this? Anyways. Was she what? Who is she again in this? She's the psych ward nurse. I don't know if I saw her, dude. Yeah, so she's like, he's like trying to get info on who this homeless man is. So he goes to the psych ward and she pulls up this file and she's like, yeah, he was a patient here. And then she starts telling Keys about the the homeless oh, guy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, wow. She was really mm-hmm. young in this. Yeah, she was very young. I saw very her young. name on the cast list, but I couldn't remember who she was in this. That's crazy. She was really young in mm-hmm. this. Yeah, she's 77 now. So this came out in 93. Jesus. That's crazy. It's pretty crazy. So she um, she's telling about this homeless man, and then Keys is like, okay like 
He doesn't really get a lot of insight. He just knows that this guy's fucking crazy. So then Keys leaves and is walking through the psych ward. You kind of left some stuff out there because it is kind of a funny conversation where she's just talking about like clairvoyancy and she's just like, oh, I know all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. She's kind of fucking with him. He's like, what do you know? And she's pretty much just like, I don't know, dude. Like, you think that room's haunted? Go check it out for yourself, whatever. Like, oh, mm-hmm. and then she starts messing with him because she's like, uh, you know about the mirror? And he's like, what do you know about the mirror? Oh, yeah. And she's like, it was in the file. It was in the file. Um, also, we did skip over uh, the reveal of Sookie's body. Oh, we did. My bad. No, nah, it's fine. That was a... You, you cover it. She hung herself and her body was laying limp. And they find her and they're like, Sookie, obviously, because she's hanging from a noose, which is a pretty scary scene. And then that's really about it. Actually, now that I think about it, they don't find her body for a while, do they? They don't. They don't. I will say the uh, oh. the special effects on her body were decent. Like, she actually... Kind of looked like a corpse. She, uh, I did see her breathing a little bit because, like, they de- they definitely oh. <laughs> did some stuff to her. I saw her breathe a little bit, but it wasn't too Disregard bad. Disregard what I said. <laughs> she definitely was still moving. <laughs> Just, like, slightly, but it did look pretty good. Okay, okay. I won't say it looked terrible. I'm dead. You're right. We missed the whole reveal of Sookie's body. Sorry, No, Suki. no, I think I'm wrong, actually, because I, I was thinking about um her dying, but I don't think we she gets revealed yet. Because I think she gets found by Dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think that happened yet. I can't remember when it happened, if it was before or after. Okay, well, anyway, around now, like, we find out that Keys had a murder inheritance that you get when you murder your entire family. You remember that conversation? Yes, yes, with Lynn. Yeah, with Lynn. She's literally like, yeah, so when you murder your entire family on the low, uh, you actually get everything. And I'm like... I don't think that's how that works. I don't think you get anything if you murder your entire family. It's a gene. It's a gene. I don't know if you were aware. Dude, like, they're acting like it's a thing where it's just like, oh, yeah, dude, if you you kill, like, your your parents, you get everything they own. It's like, no, you go to jail. What are you talking about? Like, you don't get their stuff. You're not grandfathered into this. Yeah, no, like, it's going to go to anyone but you, actually. So Keys is basically taking all this in, and he's just like, okay. So then he goes on a walk through the psych ward. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You didn't, I thought you were going to add on to that. Basically, she tells him that he could have had an entire house of Amityville when he got out of, the, out of the asylum, but he chose to keep just the mirror instead. And then everything else got auctioned. Yeah, which also... Which is... Which is what made me think, was they trying to loop it into the fourth one where the auction was? Dude, I really hope that all of the sequels of this um, are all of just the auctioned items. That's what every sequel of Amityville should be from It has now to on. be. I was like, they clearly threw that in because they wanted to like put a little nugget that like they're setting it up for like everything else got auctioned. So there's clearly a linkage to the Amityville house and about a million other facets. That's amazing. That means they could make thousands of these. Literally. It's kind of genius, but it's bullshit. That's awesome. <laughs> Okay, am I good then? So he's walking through the psych ward and he's having like visions of like, he's like walking past the rooms and he would have these like weird visions of like Sookie in one room and then like the homeless man in one room. And then all of a sudden he gets like grabbed by these workers at the psych ward and they're like putting him in a wheelchair and trying to like put pills in his mouth and shit. And he's like, oh wait, I'm not a patient here. I'm not crazy. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, is he getting taken in the psych ward? Like, you don't really know what's going on? Oh, you know exactly what's going on. He's having a stupid fucking dream. You didn't catch that? Well, I didn't at the time. I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean? He like kind of like looked at the mirror and like basically you see him go into a different dimension. Well, I didn't know if this was going to be one of those things where like 
he was going to be stuck in the psych ward for the rest of the movie. I was like, what are they doing here? No, he was put in the body of another man, Kim. Anyways, he ends up having a flashback. Well, we even call, I guess it's considered a flashback. It is. It's like kind it's of. not his flashback. It's a flashback of another person's memories, like his father's mm-hmm. memories, basically. Yeah. And then this is when you start to link together like, oh, Keys is probably related to the homeless man because he sees himself in the corner as like a little boy. And then you see like the dad, a.k.a. the homeless man when he's younger, like in the psych ward as a crazy person. And his wife's there visiting him, talking to him. And then they're talking, and then out of nowhere, he just, like, bah, like jumps across the table because he's not chained or anything, and the guards aren't paying attention. Well, let's explain this a little better because this is really confusing because I feel like we went, we're like, okay, him, and then now to So basically, Keys is in the mind of Franklin Bonner, the dead guy right now, who is his father, who is Ronald DeFeo. He is in the head of him right now, and he's inside of this mental hospital, and then he's sitting in the chair, and he's still him, and then he sees his mother come up, him as in Keys. Keys sees his mother show up, but he's actually Mm -hmm. Franklin, so she's talking to him as if that is her husband, and he's seeing her as his mom, and then everyone else is like, what do you, like, stop being crazy, like, this is your wife right here, and then he turns around, and him still being Keys, Keys turns around, and he sees little Keys in the corner, and when Keys as Franklin sees little Keys, he goes back into little Keys' body, but he still has the mind of big Keys, who is inside of this mental Mm -hmm. asylum thing, and then he sees Franklin again, and now he's seeing it from his perspective as a little kid, mm-hmm. and he's regaining his memory of Franklin killing his mom, being Franklin's wife. It is, like, the most convoluted, confusing thing in the world, but also it's, when it's you watch it... It's not that confusing when you're watching it, but to explain it, it's, it, to explain <laughs> it, it's hard, because you're trying to explain it from, like, three different perspectives. <laughs> yes. It's so weird. Like, you're right. When you're watching it, it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's not hard to follow, but, like, trying to, like, make it sound okay for an audio listener is, like, just such a big wraparound. It's so confusing. It's confusing. So then, the basically, you find out that it all clicks. This is the big M. Night Shyamalan plot twist. And you're like, oh, the homeless man is Keith's dad, and he was crazy. I liked it. I, I, was, <laughs> I, I didn't mind it. I was actually impressed that they tied that together. And homeless man is Keys's dad, aka used to be a psychopath, and Keys watched him murder his mom in the psych ward one day, like bashed her head in the ground. Dude, destroyed her actually, like turned her into fucking like 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 ground beef, basically. Right, and I'm like, okay, where the fuck are the psych wards guards? Right. They're just Dude. taking their sweet time. <laughs> they should have came so like, much what? faster than they did. So much quicker. Like he bashed her head in at least ten times before I, they like came and grabbed her. I would say at least ten, fifteen. Like he fucked her up, dude. Like, one or two is one thing, but you let him get double digits, dude? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, no way. Oh, that's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically the reveal. Like, that's his father. And also, I do want to say, when he went into Basher Head, he didn't just, like, kind of, like, crawl over the desk. He fucking leaped, leaped. at her. Like, and he, like, yelled. Bro, he like, fucking Rah! went across the table. Like, it was it's like, like he, Ted like, Bunny just... Shit. Oh my god! I don't even know what that was. That was like some spider monkey ass shit. Like he went yeah. so far, it was crazy. 
Yeah, he was full on spider monkey. So, okay, I do want to talk about the relationship between the cop and Keys, though, because it's so funny. Like, the cop is fully oh. on the, like, I did all of this so you could unlock the repressed thoughts in your head kick. Well, and, like, I literally wrote down, so now the detective's a psychiatrist. Yes. So you find out, essentially, Kim, before yes. Caleb even gets into what we're saying, the Keys literally, like, goes to the detective. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, he basically finds out the homeless guy is his dad. <laughs> and he's like, you knew? And he's like... Yes, I work for a special unit of the the police department called like this. The de- basically the detective psychiatric no, fucking Kim, unit. Kim, that is not what he said whatsoever. He literally said like, he's like, yeah, kid, I just uh, I found out he was your father, and I just knew you had to know. No, he said no, but he's no. no he says he works for. I swear Fuck on God, you. he said he works don't, for a special don't spread unit. Miss fucking information. I don't believe that for Dude, a second. Dude, I swear because no, it's it's worse because it it's like that doesn't make any sense. They don't have units like that in the police department where you also no, specialize as a psychiatrist saying. and you just can diagnose people and fucking also help them untap their inner thoughts. Like. Kim, he did not say that. Caleb, I swear, I after this, please go back and skip to that scene because you're going to be like, oh, he did. He literally said we have a special division. Look, Kim, in Kim, the div- Kim. This is not last week where I was setting up audio equipment while I'm watching the movie. <laughs> Bro, I watched this shit at I fucking 7 in the morning this morning with dead silence. No one is distracting Caleb, me. I was watching Caleb, that shit adamantly. This was said. Go back and watch it. You're going to be like, he did. You just probably repressed it because it was so fucking there's stupid. No You're like, there's way. no way. He says it. He's like, I remember a lot in that conversation, but I do not remember that. I remember him saying like, yeah, I just had to do it. I just had to help you out and like explaining it in grave detail. His but girlfriend said his girlfriend basically like reached out to the detective and the detective what? was like, we knew no. what we had to do. Yes. His girlfriend and the cop were like in on it, trying to help him untap his... Bro, if any of that it's is so real, stupid. I'm going crazy because I don't believe that at all. You're gonna, you're literally gonna be like, what? Your job? Would you hear him say? I forget the name of the unit, but it's something so absurd. It's literally like the detective psychiatric division of oh, psychiatrics, fuck and you're you. like, what? Fuck you, dude. So we find out that the detective knew all along that the homeless man was his dad and everyone else did as well, including the girlfriend. And they knew that Keys had this unrepressed or these repressed feelings, so they're trying to like get him to tap into it and like admit his yeah, fears yeah. and like address them. And you're like what? He has a lot to unpack, like a lot of new information. So naturally he has to stand shirtless and stare out of his high rise rooftop window on a rainy night and ask his partner, Where is all of this going? I like keys because I'd probably be doing the same thing if I found out some shit like that. I would do, but it's just so funny. Picture living your life. Picture literally living your life. You're a photographer slash artist. You take a picture of a homeless guy, which is questionable, whatever. Gives you a mirror, okay, or some sort of trinket. And then all of a sudden you find out that this person's your dad (laughs) who murdered your mom and everyone else knows about it. Okay. (laughs) I will agree that that's a little fucked but it's again it's like fucked. there is the the moment in the movie where he saw the father thing on that gravestone and he went insane and that was not insane. in character at all after that point in the movie and after he found out he was his father he literally turned from the most normal guy to like right when he found that out he was like i'm a murderer now yeah now he's ronald defeo he's officially transitioned so now keys is getting a little loopy and you're like oh he's going off the deep end well, yeah, the rest of the movie, he's like, I gotta fight this. And I'm like, dude, you literally nothing in your life had to change whatsoever. Yeah, nothing, nothing. I mean, I'm sure it's a, 
fucked up to know and deal with, but you didn't have to change your life. <laughs> I mean, again, I don't even think the mirror had like any pull on him. It really didn't. It really didn't until after this moment. Because now it's back in their apartment, now that Sookie's dead. Yeah, so I So now know. it's back with him. So now he's making a lot of art pieces now that have to deal directly with, like, the Thanksgiving dinner and shit. So, like, he's making, like, real-life, like, pop-up cardboard cutouts of, like, the family. And he has it, like, the the cardboard cutouts, like, placed around his dinner table. And his girlfriend's like, oh, is this your next piece? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, this is good. This is really good. Get it out. And you're like, what? <laughs> Get it out there, buddy. So you're like, okay, now he's channeling, like, his inner issues through his art and you're like how is this all gonna play out so then you end up finding out with the show that he really wanted to have or host at their apartment with all his artist friends where they like debut their artwork it's gonna happen and instead of just debuting his artwork he's gonna debut his artwork aka channeled through his repressed feelings as to try to untap all of the all of the anger and shit that he hid for years so like they want to do basically a live performance art of him, like, killing off the cardboard cutouts of his family in front of people. And they think that's going to solve the problem. But what they're failing to understand is he's actually possessed now. I don't think he is. He's he's getting possessed. Dude, he's not. I don't fucking believe he is. <laughs> Literally, this mirror... What is he, then? No, Kim. This mirror sits next to people, and it acts like it seems like it's possessing people. I can guarantee you, it is not. It acts like it's possessing people, but it's fucking not. Dude, I, Kim, I'm fucking serious. It's not possessing anyone. I promise you. Okay, so he's not possessed. He's just deranged with the shotgun. I think he's just fucking stupid, dude. I think he's just really susceptible to like anything happening around him, and he's just weak-minded. Okay. He's just like, oh, dude, my dad's a murderer, now I gotta murder people. And he's, like, he's that person who's, like, he's just so, like, <laughs> like into Malleable. himself. He's just so, like, into this weird fucking world that, like, he just has these feelings. He's just like, oh, my God, no, look, it's it's getting me, it's attacking me. And everyone's like, wait, but nothing's happening. He's like, no, dude, oh, my God, it's, like, that. it's, like, getting, it's feeling my body, and I can't, I can't hold myself. I can't do anything. Like, he's just stupid. He's really dumb. That's fair. Okay, so he's deranged and or just, like, really sensitive and yeah. melodramatic. Yep. So now we know that we're building up to the big climax of the movie is like, we know this big art show at the end is going to be the big kabam. Like some people may die. He may kill everybody. He may kill himself. Like we don't know. He has all these cardboard cutouts. Am I missing something between then? No, not really. It's just him going crazy for a good while. You're right. The outro on this, I meant to text you because the outro on this is, it does drag. You're like, what the fuck? Like, this is all like the last 15 minutes of the movie now. But it feels like it's like half an hour. You're like, what the fuck is even happening at this point? Like, let's just get to it. This yeah. is where it gets a little slow for me. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it wasn't terrible, but it was just like his weird descent into madness that kind of popped up out of nowhere. Like, I knew it had to happen, but there was one funny thing where like his girlfriend is like, all right, so... Hold on, you don't have to kill us all. You could just get a squirt gun and pretend like you're killing us with a squirt gun. That was the weirdest plan yeah. I've ever heard in my life. She's like, you need to kill... She she literally says, you need to kill everybody off. You need to kill off the family. And he's like, what? And then she goes in like the other room and she walks out with a, a squirt fucking gun. super soaker. Yep. Not even a squirt gun, a fucking super soaker. 3, a giant ass water gun. Yeah, and you're like, what? And she's like... You don't actually have to kill everyone. You can squirt them with this. And you're like, 
I'm sorry. Are is you, that wait, really you your expert? plan? Have you done this before? Do you really think? Yeah. Do you really think this, this is how it works? You just shoot fake cardboard cups with water gun, and then all your feelings go away. Like I just don't get the logic with that. I don't either. Um, I guess that was her way of like pulling out the possession slash depression from him. Well, that was a way of pulling out the fucking stupid because I don't know. Anyway, Dick pops back into the movie for a second because Sookie comes back as a ghost talking about, you said forever, Dick, forever. And I just want to say, I'm just here to say, that is complete bullshit. He never said that. Never said that. He never said yeah. that. They he literally. Never, Dick, Dick was they, literally just trying to fuck. Like, what are you talking? They were like casual friends, and then they had one conversation. He was like, "Oh, you're so beautiful," and they had sex. He never once said that he wanted to even spend her life with her. That he want. He never even said that he wanted to go on a Dick date with never. her. We're like, gonna side with Dick. We're not trying to mansplain, but Dick was in the right here. Dick did nothing wrong. Kim, no, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not going to say he was on in the right. I'm not going to say I was on her side or his side. I'm just going to say he didn't fucking he say, didn't that. say that. He did not say agree. that. Like, that's I it. would agree. Those words were never said. <laughs> Dick never said. And who knows? Oh, actually, Kim. maybe maybe he did. And maybe we just didn't see it. Maybe no. as they were having sex, Dick was whispering in her ear, forever. No, 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 Kim. <laughs> I, I'm going to agree with the first part of what you said right now. I think... They did, and we didn't see it, because I think they cut that out of the movie, and someone didn't tell, like, the director or someone else. I don't know. Like, someone didn't tell. The, someone wasn't told in there, and he they cut out the scene Dick. of him saying forever, and then later they were just like, forever, and then at some point, I don't know, someone had to have watched and been like, wait, wasn't there another scene with that? Like, because he didn't. Literally makes no sense. You said forever. And then also, he died there, Right. Kim, your face? He d- he does, but I'm blanking because I... Did I write in my notes how Dick died? No, Kim. We definitely don't see him die. Apparently, it's implied that he dies there because I watched that and I was fully just like, all right, well, I guess we're going to see him in a little bit. We do see him in a little bit and it's in like a room that has a bunch of other dead people in it. Like they're all... They all turn into like ghosts and they're in like cells in like a... What, oh, kind of like a Nightmare on Elm Street, like, yeah. ghost dimension almost? Literally. Oh, yeah, he, yes, he does appear there. Once again, it's like a flashback to, like, the psych ward sort of thing. And half of his face is, like, burnt off, like, like, uh, off. like Ray from her, like, how he looked in the yeah. mirror. Like, that never happened to him. And then I don't know what happened to Dick, but all of a sudden his face is melted off and he's in that room and he's like, why? And I'm like, wait, when did you die? <laughs> Like, I'm 100% positive Someone that did not happen. Someone dropped the ball and cut something out. Dick died and clearly <laughs> yes. told her forever, and we just never saw it. Yes, like, they cut out two of his, like, very important scenes. I feel like they were just cutting his screen time, but they, like, cut out stuff that was very Someone was just like, I'll cut him. This guy doesn't matter. But then I was like, but then it's like, wait, you're cutting out stuff that's very integral to the plot of the movie at this point. Yeah, Dick definitely tapers off. Like, after he fucks Sookie, like, he just pretty much tapers off. Like, you don't really see... Or hear of him much after that. Yeah, but it's like that thing where you definitely should hear more. Like it's it's a it's an unfinished story arc with him. You should. He was an integral part of this the plot, like you said at the beginning at least, and then yeah, yeah. Um, so we're we're now pretty much at the art show, the big final fiesta, and all of this is funny. Lane, all of Lane and Keese's friends are there. They're also artists. They're presenting their art pieces, but like. There's a bunch of, like, outsiders, like, just 
random uh, attendees that they've invited. And then a cop is there because they called the cops as well for safety because he's also trying to kill people. Anyways, there's a lot of randos here and there's a lot of the friends. And all the friends are in on the whole performance art thing. They know that um, Keys is going to be like trying to kill off the family and it's secretly for the inner demons. But everyone else there is thinking that they're just there for an art show. Oh, quick sidetrack. That guy that was in Shaft, why did he have... What was that machine that he had that had like a timer with a gun attached to it? And what was the purpose of it? Yes. I don't know that. And he was like, get out of the chair to that guy. And he was like, it's not real. And he was like, get out of the chair. I don't, I, Caleb, I don't know. I tried to just glaze over it because I was like, I don't even want to put too much thought into this. I was about to not just like, I almost didn't say something about it, but they spent at least five minutes like focusing just on that. And there was a camera on it as well. I literally have no explanation for that. I don't have the slightest idea what was happening there or even what could have happened. Like, I don't even have an explanation of what possibly could have been going on with that. Is this a bigger mystery than the don't blink shards in hand? Yes. This is a bigger mystery than most (laughs) other things I've ever seen in a movie because I... I, Someone clearly cut something out. Yeah, I don't know why the guy was sitting in a chair with a gun pointing to his head because the dad wait Kim 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 in both murders no one shot anyone and there's a few times where people look at the gun and like Keys looks at the gun he's like is it loaded and the guy doesn't answer but he kind of chuckles he's like huh huh so he's implying that it is loaded was that supposed to kill him like what was the point of that I don't know maybe they were gonna try to kill Keys off. No, he had no idea. No, no, no. He had no idea. That was just that guy from Shat. Like, that was just his yeah. thing. That was only I don't his thing. I don't know. Maybe that was a part of his art. I, I, like, I don't. I guess that's the only thing that makes sense because you could just explain art by saying it's art, right? It's supposed <laughs> to feel real. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know what that was. That guy's last name is Roundtree. His name's Richard Roundtree. That's a cool name. Oh. Richard Roundtree. Wow, what a Roundtree. Yeah, so, I mean, at that point, Keyes runs in, and he's going to do whatever he planned on doing with the whole Thanksgiving ball bullshit, or, like, whatever, his Mm -hmm. art exhibit, his art demonstration. Mm -hmm. And he runs in, and he's about to kill everyone. They're like, oh, my God. But then he's having a a one-on-one, you know, like a mano-a-mano conversation with Mm -hmm. his dad in the mirror, because the mirror starts glowing and whatnot. And the mirror's like, Sun, and then it blows up, and then like a bu- it blows up a bunch of windows. An explosion. It throws keys into that dimension, that like white light dimension, you know. Yes. That's when he sees all the people in the cell room. We kind of went ahead a little bit for a second, but yes. that's how he got into that dimension. And we we also mentioned Lane, the girlfriend's sitting at the dinner table with their. Thanksgiving meal pretending to be the mom. They're like staging it just like his flashback. And then his friend from Shaft, the black guy, is like sharpening the knives at the table, supposed to be like the dad. So he's walking up to them as he's having these flashbacks and he has a gun. And then they start to realize, like, oh fuck, he's out of it. He may actually try to kill us. Yep. They should have realized that (laughs) a while before. And then He's, like, shaking. He's holding the gun, and you're like, what the fuck? And then he just, like, turns and shoots the mirror. Shoot the mirror. I love... I've said this before, and I say this every time an inanimate object is shot. I fucking love when people shoot inanimate objects. I just think that's the funniest thing in the world. Like, if you have the balls to be so mad at something that doesn't live and breathe, like, 
That's fucking funny. That's really funny. Well, well, Caleb, mirrors mirrors live and breathe. I know, I know. I think it does. Like, I almost want to say it does, because um, it, it's it's funny. It's funny. So he fucking shoots the mirror, shatters into a million pieces, and all the all the guests there that are there to see the, the performance, they all, like, duck down, because they're like, holy fuck, they weren't expecting bullets to go off? And then everyone starts clapping, and they're like, oh, wow. They thought it was like, it. that's just pretentious art people. They're like, oh, good Yeah, show. they're like, oh, they're like, wow, that was so unique. It was so captivating. And then his girlfriend and the friend are like, you did it. You, we knew you could do it. And he's like crying, and you're like, oh, that was it? And then that fucking detective just walks up, and he's like, big mistake, keys. Seven years, bad luck. And then it ends on yeah. the demon eyes glowing. <laughs> I was just saying, it ends on the demon eyes at the top of the mirror just glowing. And you're like, okay. It was an interesting one. I mean, um, it was an interesting one. So I am kind of torn, though. Like, okay, so I would say it definitely has five kills, but does it have nine because of like Wait, let's the see. the people? Sookie, Rick, Dick, the mom. The I mom. would I would count the mom just because it was Dad, a pretty good one. Sister, the brother, the homeless man. Is he a kill or is he just a death? Well, you're counting different things. The homeless man is the dad. Oh yeah, I am. So it's but like, he, should we even count him? Is he a death or is he just a? Well, he was a murder. So what I'm counting, I'm counting Sookie. I'm counting Dick. Oh, wait, who was Rick again? You said Rick. Rick was the boyfriend, the douchebag boyfriend. Oh no, thing. that's Ray. That's Ray. Um, oh Ray, Ray, Ray. So Ray, Sookie, Dick, um, the dad, and then the mom. Those would be the ones that I would definitely count. And then, I'm kind of tempted. Brother, sister. Uh, the who? Didn't he have like a brother and a sister at the dinner table too? Who the fuck are you talking about? Like the defate, like Bomer, Franklin Boner, whatever the fuck his name is. When they have the Thanksgiving flashback, like technically they had a flashback where everyone got shot, remember? And it was like a mom and two kids were there, I think. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. It was a dad, a mom, and it was two kids. It was four people. But do those count? Like, I don't know, because they're technically- that's why I was That was my question. I don't. That's what I'm trying to figure out, because I don't. That's why I texted you earlier, and I was like, did we count? those kills in the original Amityville, but even if we did, I'm almost tempted to count those ones more than these ones because I feel like this was like... I don't know. It's that thing where these kills were before the movie started and then there are flashbacks, so do they count? But then also, I would definitely count the mom kill. Well, yeah, that's true. But that's also before, so... You know what? Yeah. Nine kills. Okay. Right? Nine. If if I said I that they don't count in the original, then I feel like a fucking idiot right now. But no, I I yeah. feel like I feel like nine sounds fine. That sounds right. Nine sounds good. That's more than way more than some the some of the previous ones. It probably has the most kills so far. Uh, I don't know about that. I would say four of them are definitely kind of weak. Maybe the most kills. Four of them are kind of weak, but there's five definite kills that I would count for sure. If you want to count the four mm-hmm. again, but also th- those four kills were the reason why I said this is a little more like the original Amityville than anything else because they kind of had a DeFeo in it. They had him killing the family and whatnot. No flies, no priests. We did have red eyes, though. You did see the Amityville house, too. Did see the Amityville house, but it also wasn't at the Amityville house. It's also it an object again. It wasn't, but you did so. see it. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird one. Two boobs, two sets of boobs. That's a, that's a mm-hmm. set up from the last one. It is. We're, we're, getting, we're getting some things, guys. We're getting there. So, I mean, Kim, this is the moment of truth. Would you recommend this Amityville? Sure. 
Same circumstances as last time. If you're by yourself and just want a movie, probably not. Yeah. If you're with some friends and you're smoking, maybe drinking, chilling, want a good laugh, sure. Yeah. Sure. I kind of like this one, too. I would um, I would kind of recommend, if you're on the Amityville binge and you're already watching the Amityville movies, this is definitely one that I would suggest watching. If yeah. you're just looking for something, I mean, it's not the, I don't think it's as good as the last one, as it's about yeah, time. Yeah, I agree. But it's pretty interesting. Like, it's not a bad one. I it's agree. not a bad movie. It's not a I bad. I agree. It's not bad. What would you rate this, Kim? So, I rated the last one a star and a half. Yes. And this one's slightly not as good, so I'm going to give it a star. I still think that's way too low. Well, these movies aren't good, so they're definitely not going to get two stars. And three, God, for no way. Just absolutely no way. I feel like you're just never going to go above a certain rating just because they have no, the inevitable title no, on them. I promise you, I truly will try it. We're making steps. Kim, we did It's About Time, and it was like a unanimous decision. That, I, gave like, the, I gave the original, I gave the 05 one, I think, like three. I don't even know what my letterbox is. It's got to be like three. You've two given, and a half, three. You haven't given a single one a higher rating than the original since we've started this and it's it's crazy it's crazy that you will say that it's about time and this one aren't better than the original because there is not as far as quality of movie there is no question in my mind that these are both better movies than the original these ones are a little bit more interesting but if i think it's just the quality of the movie the first one was a better watch i think they're better quality movie and they're more interesting like all around i'd say they're better movies than the original Fuck the original. This thing right here in front of me, uh, right over here, fuck this movie. I'm sorry. I'm not to disagree. But I would love to get, the day that I give one two stars, and I think we're going to get there. I think when we get post 05, I think there's going to be some that I truly fuck with. Like, I truly have a feeling that I'm going to watch some, and I'm like, okay. I genuinely believe that you are taking this time for granted, because I am 100% positive. Like, I, I'm not 100%. But I'm like 80% positive. In my mind, I feel like this is the golden era of the Amityville movies right now. And I feel like after we go past 2005, it's going to start getting into like, you know, when you have those newer movies that are like trying too hard to be something that they're not. And they're just like, you know, maybe like the like the video quality or something is like, all right, or maybe the sound quality is good. But everything else about it is just cringy as shit. I think that's what we're getting into after the 2005. So I feel I like I agree, but I feel like we're gonna get a gem or two in there that are like this maybe. wasn't bad. I don't know, man. The maybe. highest rated Amityville one is the one from 2017. I'm just gonna say it. Oh, so really? I think we have at least mm-hmm. one. Yeah, that's the one with Bella Thorne, which interesting. But oh. I think we may have one or two in the future that that may dazzle us more than we're anticipating. Well, that probably just got a high rating because Bella Thorne. But then again, people don't like her now. I Has wonder. Has the guy from Shameless too? Who? What's it, Ian? Remember Ian? Oh, okay. I looked it up. He's in there. Interesting. Okay. And there's another one that got decent reviews around that time, like one of the newer ones. And when I say decent, I mean higher than what the other ones were. All right. Well, I mean, we do have Dollhouse next, and I have seen Dollhouse, actually. I'm kind of excited for that one. I do want to see Dollhouse, yeah. And there's a couple of the new ones that I'm like, if I'm hopeful for anything, it's going to be those. But I think 05 is probably going to end up being my highest rated one. Well, one thing that's really difficult, too, is that I've realized that as we get a little farther into this, it's kind of really hard to find some of these movies. There's like about like five to ten of them that are not easy to find. Like we might have to um, 
like bootleg buy them on like a website or like buy them on like ebay at like maybe a price that's not that fun god (laughs) it might get difficult when we get there and the worst part is i'm pretty sure like the ones that i've looked at that are hard to find i'm pretty positive those are going to be the ones that are the hardest to watch so it's going to be like (laughs) a struggle to find movies that are just terrible like there's going to be no good side I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, Stay I mean, tuned. We'll get there eventually. I have about, I know of access to about like at least 20 of them right now, but there's like 10 that yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Like we're, I'm going to have to look a little harder to see like where these things yeah. are. TBD on those ones. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Hopefully it's not anytime soon. It doesn't get difficult. But for now, uh, Amityville Dollhouse is going to be our next one. And uh, Kim, I have a fuck, Mary kill for you. Ooh, okay. I'm ready. I'm excited. We have Franklin Boner, the father, Ronald Ooh, DeFeo okay. himself. Wait, young? Hold on. Pause. Young Franklin Boner or homeless Franklin Boner? No, he's homeless and he's also uh, dead. Okay. So he has like those like cuts and stuff Ooh, in his face and whatnot. Franklin. Hey, it's Franklin. He goes in between being dead and being like his <laughs> ghost version. Like in, So sometimes every okay. once in a while he'll be like glowing red and he'll say, son. Okay. Wait, can he count by twos and tie his shoes? Um, you also have the mirror with Franklin Boner inside of it on fire. Okay. And then me. And you have me. Yes. And you have me. Um, so, this Kim, a good one. are you ready for the, uh, uh, the fuck, Mary kill of a lifetime? Sure. Do it. I really don't know. This is hard. They're not really good options. I'm going to marry you. It's easy. In this one. I guess I'll fuck. I'm going to have to fuck the mirror and kill the... Because he's covered in dirt and has, like, his face written out. He's got to go. Hell yeah. Fuck that mirror, dude. Yeah. Even though he may be able to count by twos and tie his shoes. He's going to have to go. So you're going to kill the homeless dude on his own, the dead one, and then you're going to fuck the mirror? Yeah. With the homeless guy inside of it? He's inside of it, though. Yeah, but he's not as, like, dirty if it's a mirror. Okay, interesting. <laughs> interesting. That's, okay, that's well, my only that's the only way I can comprehend it. Okay, well I like your take. Uh you're you're a trooper, you're one for the team. So guys, that was uh Amityville, a new generation from nineteen ninety three, a year after it's about time was not made by the director that directed Hellraiser 2, but he was kind of close there. But, uh, hey guys, I do have something uh a little interesting to share real quick. So Obviously, there's the pick a movie tier where you could pick a movie for me to cover and whatnot. But there's also a new email now that you can email with your suggestions. It's not saying that those will be covered, but I'm going to use it as a thing for it's going to be for Horse Soup and Scream. But I'm going to use it as like a little a little list. So I'm going to write everything down. I'm going <gasps> to see what is requested the most. And then that's going to go into, you know. What what gets picked on uh, both this show and Scream? So if you have any any suggestions, go ahead and email those suggestions to horrormovierequests at yahoo dot com. Just spelled exactly how it sounds. And then um, also, of course, you can find video versions of most of the new episodes of Horror Soup on YouTube by searching Horror Soup. Um, Patreon dot com slash Horror Soup, where you can pick bonus episode or pick episodes for me to cut co- movies for me to cover discuss things words that's what i do mm-hmm. i do stuff on mm-hmm. patreon instagram's at horror soup mm-hmm. twitter's at horror soup sucks letterbox is at horror soup caleb check out uh my other hub of stuff that is not horror which is called all bulls welcome on youtube and other major streaming platforms and check out uh kim's asshole or whatever 
Yeah, check out my rectum. Hey, the one thing I do want to say, speaking of Franklin, Arthur is ending after 25 years. Uh, I think me and James Let's talked about that. Like, a, for did, Arthur. Didn't they say that like six months ago? I think James re- is really happy about that. Happy? What the fuck is wrong with him? He hates that show. Arthur? Oh my gosh. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think he said it's like up. racist Hold or something. Hold the front fucking door. Arthur? James, if you're Mr. Priest, you're hearing this shit. We need to have a discussion outside of this, off the record, because I've got to talk to you. Well, I mean, that's what he said to me. Best theme song ever. I won't sing it because I don't want it copyrighted, but it's good. I think Ash sung it, or Ash and Elena sung it on a Scream episode like two days ago. Gotta listen to your heart, listen yep. to your feet, listen to the rhythm, the rhythm of the street. Hey, hey, it's a message. And goodbye, everyone. Uh, that was All great. All right, bye, guys. <laughs> I can't believe he thinks he's racist. I'm sure he's probably right. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me Harasu, give me, give me Harasu. Give it, give it Harasu. Harasu. Would you like some bread? I'll do you a slice with a pinch of salt. It'll taste really nice. You've done really well, cause this stuff tastes just like hell. Swallow it down, it'll fill up a hole Stick out your tongue and look out your bowl We're having a bite with creatures of the night Grubs up, baby, grubs up Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup Give it, give it Grubs up, baby, grubs up Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup Give it, give it horror soup Horror soup We'll keep you well fed It's gorgeous smell Could wake the dead Vegetable is just forgettable If your energy's low You know what to do Simply gobble on down Some of the spooky stew The wine and dine A hungry Frankenstein Grubs up, baby, grubs up Give me horror soup Give me, give me horror soup Give it, give it Grubs up Baby grubs up, give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup. Let me be your Sweeney Todd, your private chef, I'll be your just dessert. You can even drink it from a cup. I'll do the washing up, I'll do the washing up. I'm getting full, I'm getting full.